Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 31. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to create a podcast with the entire faculty of your school district. That's right. Imagine you being in your school and going to one of your coworkers and saying, hey, you want to make a podcast? And then going to another coworker and saying, hey, you want to make a podcast? And then doing it over and over and over again. My, des- my guest today has a story that is unlike any story. I can't wait to have him share how this great podcast got started. Before we bring on our guest today, I want to see how you guys are doing out there. How is the school year? We're almost at the end of that first marking period. The weather is, of course, getting a little bit cooler. And I know in my school district, everybody is getting ready for the cold weather. So we want to hear from you guys. Reach out to us on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, we love it when you email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. We want to hear from you, and we want you guys to be a part of our personal learning network by going over to educationalpodcasting.tips. That's educationalpodcasting.tips. And you can join our private and exclusive Facebook group for educational podcasters. We want you in there. Educationalpodcasting.tips. Now, my guest today and I met a few weeks ago at the Mid-Atlantic Podcasting Convention, MapCon. You might have heard us talking about it on previous episodes. And it was interesting because usually when you go to these podcasting conferences, you, you don't usually run into educational podcasters. Usually you talk to these business people that happen to have a show. You talk to a lot of parents that are starting a show. But I happen to sit down at lunch and I met a guy and he says, I do a podcast with my coworkers. And I said, really? Tell me a little bit about this. And I said, I have to get you on the show. And I want to introduce him today. I want to bring on from the great state of New Jersey, Mr. Ken Woodard. Ken, how are you today? Welcome to the show. So that's the uh, great state of Maryland. Uh, right here in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., but uh, doing doing well, doing well. Great state of Maryland. Thank you for that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Ken Woodard? So I'm the, uh, the uh, chair of the Upper School History Department of Stonebridge School, the Sacred Heart. It's, a, uh, it's an all-girls independent school north of D.C., right up in uh, Bethesda, Maryland area. And I've uh, been at it 29 years, and... Um, yeah, so those are sort of the salient top top of the resume things. Now you had uh, t- tell us a little bit about your podcasting here. Did you start off listening to shows and then come up with the idea to create the show, or did you just say, "Hey, we want to do something fun as a faculty"? So I'm I'm a longtime lover of radio, you know, and without recounting the entire history of my uh, love affair with audio it did start all the way back with radio mystery theater in my youth and now of course at age 55 i'm a heavy national public radio listener and i think probably like nine out of ten other podcasters i started with enthusiasm for this american life so basically my desire to start lunch duty podcast was born of just my enthusiasm for the genre and therefore, I guess, a natural desire to to do that, which I enjoy. 
And, and so you created a show with your faculty, and you and as you said, you call it the Lunch Duty Podcast. What was the genesis of this? Did you have a bunch of uh, colleagues that you guys always hung out during lunch, and then you started it, or did the name just kind of follow you around, or what was the genesis of your show? So the name, the name and the genesis actually aren't entirely convergent. the The genesis of the show is it really, pretty much was my idea. And I had the good fortune of approaching our educational technologist at the time, I guess your analog at my school. And she was immediately on board with this. And she, in turn, helped me recruit various members of the faculty from other divisions. So I knew who in the upper school would be down with this. And she knew who was kind of uh, comfortable with technology and the way we would use it. And so she recruited them. And so we ended up with a crew of eight of us. And the name, though, that was that just sort of popped out of her mouth. We were brainstorming, wondering what to call it. And I guess it captures sort of the goofy spirit of the podcast. If you look at our logo, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. And so it's sort of reflective of the fact that we're hoping that people will listen to us for a whole range of, of different topics, not all of which will necessarily be serious or heavy. It is an interesting concept because as an educator, we've all been there on lunch duty and you're hearing the conversations of the students. You're, you're, you're mingling with your coworkers. You're kind of getting to know each other. Maybe you bump into somebody that you don't usually bump into in your department. Talk to us a little bit about where this came from. Were the teachers that are uh, your co-hosts, did you meet them at lunch duty or that just happened to be a really good name actually your characterization of sort of the the energy of lunch as you just described it is, is exactly what we're going for you know we're we're trying to appeal to teachers with episodes about things that they kind of talk about around the lunch the lunch table and lunch duty is just a wry reference to the fact that you know education always has chores it has hard aspects of the job that not everyone loves we just sort of shrug enjoy a little gallows humor and move on and so we're hoping that'll come out <laughs> now now when you guys were starting this concept you know was this something that you you really had to say to people this is what a podcast is this is how i could do it or did you find that most of your colleagues were like oh yeah i listen to these it'd be kind of cool to do one yourself more the latter. The people we recruited were, for the most part, on the wavelength of the whole thing, and and most of them uh, are or were already listeners. What 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 have you learned so far? I mean, you, you've been doing this for for a little bit of time. What's what are some of the things that we can pick up from somebody who's been, you know, just doing this as a hobby with their coworkers? Yeah, great question. Um, my head actually almost reels at that because it's it's typical of any hard project I've ever done where my lack of concept of what I was getting into is probably the only reason I moved forward with it in the first place. But having said that, I'm glad we did. Um, I think uh, I'll start with something kind of vague, in general and kind of trite, but uh, just go, you know, my the one thing we've learned is you just go for it. You ask people who are doing something interesting in edu education for an interview, and it seems like nine times out of 10, they'll say yes. And you often, you'll get a great story. So part of it is just, you know, go for it, uh, proceed. And then uh, there's, I, I guess the thing I did underestimate are the various layers of uh, tech, technolo technological engagement and things that you just have to do to pull this off. Such as what? Well, just, just for example, uh, 
I had to rely on a lot of help from a more tech-savvy colleague to get us um, signed up with Apple Podcasts. So mm -hmm. the whole process of signing up with them and you know clearing the various hurdles that popped up there was something where, to be honest, it would be hard for me to explain to your listeners how we did it. But you know, she saw it through. Uh, you but know, the important here, right? Because like every other podcast, even you know, again, you know, would you consider this a faculty project, or would you consider this four people, five people, whatever your number is, that just happen to be doing a podcast, and you're also coworkers? Uh it's kind of a hybrid of those two, insofar as that okay. I, I, de I definitely wanted to recruit from the school to have people near me, and who also really understand to their bone all the uh, challenges and rewards of teaching got it and so that was logical is but it, is it yeah. sanctioned by the school let, let's let's kind of oh, bring yeah. this back here because we 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 actually one of, one of our earliest shows was a school that had a podcast right like so like the principal yeah. of the school wanted to do something for their their community their parent group and they created a show about the elementary school this isn't that case right this is teachers who happen to work together decide to make a show that's a great, great distinction. I own the podcast. It is, it's mine. And before we did a single thing, uh, the creative director, that is the ed tech person who was my ally from the outset, and I met with the head. And we asked essentially her permission to proceed in that manner. So I guess we do have it on a handshake and word from her, but mm -hmm. it, she understands it's my podcast. And Stonebridge School is a sponsor, so I acknowledge them at the end of every show. Okay. You know, like, I mean, they give me access to my colleagues. We're using some hardware that Stonebridge owns. So that was my other question. Do you yeah. record this during school hours? Do you record this after hours on school equipment? How, how, yeah. how does do you all, Are you all recording in the same room? So we don't – our schedules are so – fundamentally incompatible that we don't do much recording during school also there's really as you may know like there's no quiet space in a school building no. when everyone's in it there's just no audio and friendly environment but what we do is uh, we we invested in a set of Morant's solid state audio recorders the kind of thing that national public radio field reporters use okay and those were for an oral history project we were on and so, you know, the students use those heavily during the year, but we've been borrowing that gear for conducting our interviews uh, in the field for the podcast. And then my uh, the computer we're using right now is school issue. It's a more Mac house, and so mm -hmm. they give me a, they give me a Mac. Uh, I have a nice you know Yeti blue microphone that the school bought for general use, and I'll plug that in. So. The school has been generous in that way. So you, you got a good setup there. You got some good good people, and yep. you got a great you got a great name, right? The LDP, the Lunch Duty Podcast. You can you've got this, and you know anybody that's looking out here, uh, we we totally forgot to mention this, Ken, but you can of course go over to lunchdutypodcast.com, check out all their episodes, meet the team, figure out you know how to do all this now. You've got, you know, you got a dozen or so episodes at the time of this recording, and now you're up on Apple Podcast. You're on all these other great platforms here. Um, how do you put your shows together? Do you, do you just come up with a topic and run with it? Do you plan out a? Have you planned out a few shows in advance? How how does a, a faculty do this? Because in my 
my experience, Ken, and you know, I've been doing this for almost uh, 18, 19 years, you just don't find faculties that, oh, what's the word, get along with each other to do these kinds yeah. of things. It's kind of unique. Yeah. You know, it is. We do. We have something magic in that regard. The team is unbelievable. You know, we periodically, about once a month, get together for meetings, and we have a great time. You know, so we're blessed in that regard. In terms of how our process works, it tends to be a series of one-on-one -on -one conversations with the producers, that is, my colleagues. And typically, we'll, we'll kick around ideas compatible with their interests and their connections. And so it's sort of a an organic uh, factor of my relationship with each producer. And, and so, you know, that on one hand contributes to the diversity of our episode topics, maybe some would argue too diverse, but then on the other hand, you know, I'm able to plug into the enthusiasms of the uh, producers. Now, when you're talking about this, I, I and I, it's kind of a, a fun question here, but it's sponsored by your school. Mm -hmm. You're all from the same school, yes. and you're talking about the banter that happens during the day. Now, are you talking uh, in fictitious terms, or you're not saying, "Hey, get a load of Mrs. Smith over there. She mentioned oh. this," or "Hey, that girl in the in the the blue shoes," or how, how do you not get yourself in trouble? I guess is the question here, Ken. Yeah, no, great question, and you know we. Uh, are very cognizant of that. So we're never talking about people who aren't essentially in the room with us, you know, and, and involved. And some people at the conference immediately assumed that I would be telling hilarious anecdotes about those goofy students. And we certainly don't do that. Um, you know, the more typical of what we're about is maybe our most recent episode where I interviewed the editors of the American YAP. That's a free online US history textbook. It's mm -hmm. a phenomenal research resource. It's getting huge readership. And these guys, you know, two professors in Texas agreed to a phone interview and gave me 40 minutes of unbelievably thoughtful commentary. And so we stitched that together into an episode. We'll be interviewing one of my colleagues who got a prestigious fellowship, you know, about her experience with that. So things like that, yeah. Now, how long are your shows? So we probably, I don't know, actually, if this is a typical evolution or I should say de-evolution, but these, some of our early episodes were probably weighing it a bit heavy over 30 minutes. Okay. That's not bad. And, and we're trying to actually, I think we're kind of finding ourselves at about 28 minutes is probably optimal in terms of keeping reader or excuse me, listener interest. And for anybody out there that, that's asking this question about their own show, you know, a half an hour is a good test right you know usually if you look at the statistics the average person drives to work in 22 and a half minutes or so you know we even with us here we started by saying we're going to do about 25 minutes and i know as the host we're probably going to go a little bit longer than that yeah but if you always kind of aim for that great um you know or the other side is then you aim for that 48 40 50 minute mark because you're figuring okay maybe they're going to listen to the show on their way to work and then yeah. on the way back and I don't know about you, but if I listen to a show and I've got five minutes left, I'm not going to listen to the last five minutes on the way home. I'm going to pick a different show to watch. But if I had 35 more minutes, I'll listen to the rest of it, right? So you kind of yeah. have to have that sweet spot of, all right, if I'm not going to kill it at 28 minutes, I'm going to 
do another half of all of this stuff. What are your goals for this? I noticed that on your website, again, over at, uh, at lunchdutypodcast.com, you have a mission statement. But, but yeah. what are the goals? Are you looking to take over the world here? Are you just looking to have a good time until the end of the year? Is this something that you might plan on doing over the summertime? Or you're just, you know, July 1st comes and we're on break? Or haven't you not discussed that yet? No, that... Uh, I'm thinking about that a lot, and I have to say that the MapCon, the Mid-Atlantic Podcasting Conference, really inspired me to think more about that. And so it, it really did sort of start out just as a passion project, somewhat for fun. Yeah. However, I feel like with the team dynamic, the fact that we've kept the team together with only one departure over the course of three years and still impressive enthusiasm from everyone that we kind of have lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have to, I have to say, you know, I'm kind of inspired where your whole project has gone and the complexity of what you're doing. And while I may not necessarily ever achieve the sort of the diversity and frequency of stuff that you're putting out, I think that I'm beginning to see the possibilities and thinking about it. N- n- never use teacher cast and try to find out the possibilities. That's because <laughs> then you end up with triplets and we don't want to, we don't want to see any more of those things going on here. Now I, 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 I got to ask a couple more questions here about your, your, your group dynamic here. Um, yeah, clearly somebody in the group is the boss of somebody else in the group. And if, and, and assuming that that's the case, how does that work? Because you can't necessarily, while you're dressed up in your button down in your tie, have a buddy, buddy conversation on a podcast. And then suddenly the mic goes off and it's okay. Now I'm your boss. How, how does the whole professional dynamic work as I guess what we're looking to say here? Yeah. So the, the key thing I believe is that there, there really does have to be a decisive leader of the whole enterprise. And so as the executive producer, I get the last call. Um, however, I would, I would also submit that education is really a great laboratory for things like podcasts, because as I'm sure, you know, teachers are not, are not people you can boss around. They're like, they're too autonomous. They're too intelligent. They're too hardworking. You just, you can't boss them around. And so, whereas yes, I'm the leader, primarily my role is, is to make the final call, but to also set them up for success. Right. And that's how I keep them on board is that I'm not, I'm not getting all the glory. I'm not getting all the fun stuff. I'm actually doing harder work than anyone else to give them the context for their their victories, their wins, and their opportunities to make the cool connections. So, what what kind of things are you doing to make sure that your coworkers and mm-hmm. co-hosts um, shine, whether it be on the show or off the show? Well, there's an infinite number of ways that happens. The one that I'd focus on right now is you figure out who likes editing and who is going to die if you ask them to edit. <laughs> like editing. Well, you know, maybe like is a strong word, but you know, we have some people for whom it's relatively comfortable and they can do it fast. And then others where, you know, she got back to me and then one of my favorite colleagues in the whole enterprise, and I'm talking about you, Sharon. And uh, she, she spent more time per, I guess, minute, of raw recording than even video producers do on putting together a movie. And we said, Hmm, something's out of of balance. And it's just her perfectionism and her desire to really nail it. And so we set her up with a colleague on the team 
you know. And what app do you does she use for editing? Are you are you Audacity based? Do you have GarageBand? But what do you, what are you using these days? So we're all, we are all Audacity. Okay. That's working well for us. Excellent. One nice thing is, and here's the school again. You know, we have a Lynda.com account, mm. and though Linda has amazing tutorials. I mean, I know that you can go to YouTube and get this and that, but those can be a fairly random grab bag from people all over you the world. You never know. You never know. Um, with Linda, you know, you know exactly which version of Audacity you're learning about. It's super lucid. So we've had a good luck with that model. And so let's kind of go through the process here. You said that you're using a Yeti microphone. You're recording into Audacity. Is that correct? Actually, most of our field interviews are going through um, high-end, um, I guess, I think, Harman Kardon lavalier mics that are, okay. plugged in, are plugged into the Marantz PMD 660. Okay. The little solid-state, you know, um, digital field recorder. Okay. So you got, it, a, re- you got a recording. I, I'm just because yeah. people can't visualize things. Yeah. So you, you've got a, a lav mic. You, you're plugging it into a portable recorder. Yep. Saving onto a SD card oh, or something like yeah, that. That's right. And then from there, you're undoing the SD card. You're putting it into your computer. Audacity mm-hmm. plugs it out. And then from there, you're putting your audio file into. So, well, all of this, a lot of those transactions are happening through Google Drive. Okay. Where we, you know, we have a shared account. And then I send the, uh, I send the, the final cut. Uh, you know, I announce its completion and its place in Google Drive. Yeah. To the creative director. And then she, she puts it out to SoundCloud. Okay. So then you go to SoundCloud and then SoundCloud helps you out with all of your um, audio distribution. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's an important thing to pick up on that because, you know, a lot of our audience is new. They're trying to figure this whole thing out. Maybe they haven't done an, a show yet. Um, and maybe you guys out there are listening to this as the first show. Um, and you're looking at how to figure out how to do a show. There's a nice way that you can do that. And that's by heading over to educationalpodcasting.com. Today, that's educationalpodcasting.today. You can check out all of our blogs and podcasts and screencasts on how to get your website updated and off the ground and also how to get your podcast going. You know, we've got some great articles on there about monetizing and creating a brand, creating a business. And on the website side, we, you know, we got a lot of Google sites and WordPress and plugins and themes and really anything that you want to know about how to create a podcast. You can go on over to educationalpodcasting.today and you can find out all the great things about podcasting and how you can bring it into your classroom. And Ken, that's exactly what you've done. You guys have created a little brand for yourself within your school. I would think anybody that's listening to this show has the question of what do the other people in your school district think of you? Are you now a click? Are you now the podcasters or are you, oh, I don't know how to put it. Are you looked down upon by your, by your peers? Cause you're doing this, this thing that this audio thing that nobody gets or do you like, Hey, yeah. or yeah. What, what is the vibe with you guys? It's kind of funny. It, so first of all, so we are an independent school, so it's all fairly contained in the school. Okay. Just a single, you know, it's a K through 12 operation on one campus in one sort of big sprawling building. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. The uh, members of the faculty follow us and listen to every episode. 
you know, and, if, and word has it, you know, they enjoy it. I, I have to say it actually enjoy hearing them about themselves talking in the lunchroom. Well, you know, it's never quite that directed. You know, we bring in outside guests and stuff. So okay. hopefully it's stuff of general interest to a teacher. Uh, the thing that still baffles me and, you know, you, you might comment on this. I'm, I'm astonished by how few people listen to podcasts yet. You know, like I'll, I'll be out in public and I'll ask, hey, are you a podcast listener? And odds are they will say no. It's 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 44% have listened to a podcast, but mm-hmm. 22% considers considers themselves a podcast listener. And yeah. it that's still a huge number. No, you you're right. You know, that actually that's funny. That anecdotally that's exactly about the ratio I'm encountering. So you let's just do the math. A third of us have done podcasters, have yeah. done podcasting at some point in time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in there. So if you're on a subway, you know, everybody on the left side of the car probably has listened to a show, right? So one of those kinds of things. Yeah. But you, you still be surprised because there's over 600,000 shows in Apple podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is how do you get your niche? How do you get yourself out there? And yeah. really, it's the who are you talking to? Now, we talk a lot about that avatar and... When you guys are, are putting your show together and you think of that avatar, is it the average teacher or are you literally just doing a show for your school district? You know, I would say more, I guess, the average teacher. Okay. The average teacher defined as being somebody who's sort of interested in this kind of media already. You know, okay. I would say that a high percentage of our listeners enjoy This American Life, for example. or. Okay. If they haven't listened to Serial, maybe they've heard S-Town. I'm not saying that we're necessarily in that class, but um, I guess I, I'm, in, I'm inspired by National Public Radio's sort of omnivorous interest in everything. So we're emulating that and seeing where it goes. Nice. Now, where can everybody go to uh, subscribe and check out your show? So, again, Apple Podcasts, subscribe there. Write us a review. That would help us a lot. And... The other thing, too, actually, that would be great for us, it would be going to our webpage, lunchdutypodcast.com, scroll all the way to the bottom. It's all just one big linear kind of column of modern webpage design. Although you can, I guess there's a link at the top as well that will take you to this, but subscribe to our newsletter. And then as our episodes come out sporadically, as they do, you'll get an email with a link right to the episode. And so, you know, and the other thing, too, we would love is for people to talk to us. So... You know, we I need to actually be more attentive to our email, which is lunchdutypodcast at gmail.com. Nice. You know, and turn this into a conversation. And, and and that's always important, right? Like when you see a podcast, interact with them. These are teachers just like you, just like me. And, and reach out, you know, do a, a review, send them a, a nice compliment, share with them something that you guys have done. That's the best thing about podcasting is that we can have these communications. And that is why we do this show here called Educational Podcasting Today to help you, the educator, learn not only how to make that podcast, but to get your brand out there and to share it on the biggest platform and we want to help you build your podcast make your great websites and of course you can check out all the stuff over on educational podcasting dot today ken i want to say thank you so much for your time and and good luck with everything i know you guys are just starting off maybe we can have you guys on in a few months once you guys get some more shows up and and are really ready to to just not only just do lunch duty podcast but maybe we can do 
cafeteria duty podcast. I don't know where I'm going with this one. Yeah, yeah. But we'd love to have you guys come back on and, and, and share off, uh, you know, maybe the next 50 episodes of what you guys are doing. Ken, thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I'm inspired by what you're doing, and so I really do hope we talk again. Absolutely. And, of course, I want to say thank you to everybody out there who's making TeacherCast your home for professional development. There's, of course, several great ways to reach out and be a part of all of our shows. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, email us your questions, your comments, or... We would love to have you as a guest. If you're an educational podcaster out there, we would like to feature you on our next show. You can reach out to us at feedback at teachercast.net. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.